There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Our last podcast, we picked up a 2014 pre-season Rugby League week that went through every single team and it spoke about their young guns, their gains, their losses, their predicted 17s, a heap of stuff. And we're just going team by team, spending two or three minutes on each one. Yesterday, or the podcast before this one anyway, we went through and had a look at the first eight teams in the competition. Now we're going to go through the next eight. So we've got the Cowboys, the Paramount. Eels, the Penrith Panthers. Then we've got a couple of photo pages, which I'll also go through and just talk about uh, the guys that are in those because there are some unbelievable images uh, from that period. Then we get back into the teams in which we have... First of all, when we come back from the photos, we have the South Sydney Rabbitohs, who, of course, went on to win the comp, so pretty wild there. Uh, we have the St. George Illawarra Dragons. We have the Sydney Roosters, the New Zealand Warriors, and, yeah, they are our last few teams, and the West Tigers, of course, as well. So very interesting because uh, a lot of the young guns that were named for these teams have gone on to have pretty damn good NRL careers and are still playing in the NRL as we speak. So a plenty to a heap to get into here. Uh, let's get into the North Queensland Cowboys, uh, first of all. Now, their gains for this season, they gained Lachlan Coote, Cameron King. Uh, now, Lachlan Coote obviously would go on to be part of their premiership winning side. Their losses, headlined by Matty Bowen. This is the year that Matt Bowen left, Lachlan Coote came in. And who would have thought that Lachlan Coote could possibly have you know, a greater impact than Matt Bowen. I would say Bowen still had a, uh, a more impact, to be fair. But Lachlan Coote, when he arrived, I'm sure the last thing he expected was to be the first ever premiership winner, uh, fullback, premiership winning fullback for the North Queensland Cowboys. So crazy. They lost Matt Bowen. They lost Dallas Johnson. What a warrior. Ashley Graham, Jaden Hodges, Chris Grivschmull, who went to the Rabbitohs, and Fi-Fi Lower to the Titans as well. Their young gun was Paddy Kafusi. Uh, Cowboys prop Patrick Kafusi has more than just strong bloodlines going for him. Patrick 19 is the younger brother of former NRL star Antonio Kafusi and has signed a three-year deal. He's strong, powerful, with good footwork and great skills. Under-20s coach Todd Will 
Wilson says. He can he can poke his nose through the line and get really good ball away. As a 19-year-old in the 2013 season, he was the leader of our pack in the NYC. And the good thing is he has a great attitude and a really good work ethic. Paddy Kafusi, really solid player. Good to see him mentioned there. Now let's get into the Cowboys 1 to 17 because of course only in a in a year's time that they would win their first ever premiership so you can start to see um, this squad being built so Lachlan Cooter fullback on the wings you had Antonio Winterstein and you had Wayne Uliga I'm not sure if Kyle Felt wasn't around at this point or what the go was there Brent Tate and Kane Lynette in the centers maybe maybe Kyle Felt didn't come along to the year after maybe I've just lost track of time JT in the 6 jersey Robert Louis in the 7 Matt Scott and James Tamu up front with Ray Thompson in the nine. James Tamu and Gavin Cooper, uh, Gavin Cooper and Glenn Hall in the back row with Joel Reithmuller in the 13. On the bench, Cameron King, Tariq Sims, a young Tariq Sims, Scott Bolton, and a young Jason Tauma Lolo. Yeah, so I wonder if uh, Michael Morgan was maybe injured at that time. Not sure, because surely all those guys didn't just pop up in the year before the premiership. Maybe they did. Maybe I've lost track of my um, time schedule. But yeah, Cowboys there. Uh, pretty impressive little squad there. I don't think they did incredibly well that season. I think they made finals. I'll just have a look at the ladder from 2014 to see where they ended up. But of course, a year later, they were going to win the premiership. Uh, they finished fifth that year, sorry. So they did do a little bit better than what I anticipated. Um, just having a look at their side for round one. Where was Michael Morgan? and these sort of guys. Yeah, Michael Morgan was at fullback. Maybe that was his first year. Far out. That's incredible to do what he did. That is insane. I'm just going to look that up, sorry, guys, because I want to know if uh, if I've made a mistake or if the magazine maybe just left Michael Morgan out. When did he make his debut in... 2010, yeah, right. Okay, I've got no idea why the hell they left Michael Morgan out of that predicted side. That's a bit weird. Anyway, Cowboys a year later went on to win a premiership. Unreal stuff. Uh, just two years after the great Matty Bowen left the club. All right, let's move to the next club, the Parramatta Eels. Now, the headline act here is, of course, Will Hopawato. I believe this was the season that he returned. I think we all forget that Hopawato went on a two-year mission, disappeared from our game, and the Parramatta Eels signed him two years in advance, and then he came back for Parramatta. Pretty wild story. So their games, Liam Foran, the younger brother of Kieran Foran, uh, Will Hopawato, Justin Hunt, Lee Mossop, who came over from England, Corey Norman came down from the Broncos, Pizzi from the Rabbitohs, Brennan Santi from the Tigers, and David Gow from the Seagulls. The guys they lost, a fair whack, Chase Blair, Benny Roberts, Matt Keating, Rennie Matua, Jake Mullaney, we were talking about him on Friday night, myself and Tim Williams. Uh, he could have been absolutely anything. Pato Hanlon and uh, Talima Tortai as well, who went over to Wakefield. Now, their young gun that they had listed here was Kalepi Tanganoa, a very good player. Eels Club, Param- Eels Club captain Tim Manor is wildly enthusiastic about up-and-coming second rower Kalepi. Eels fans, Saw Tanganoa and introduced to first grade in the first half of last season, but an ankle injury cut short his year after nine games. Manor doesn't necessarily think it was a bad thing. He has come back looking like a chiseled statue, Manor says. He looks like he's done a lot of upper body work. Klepp is one of my favorite players at the club. There aren't many 19-year-olds with the maturity and professionalism he's got. Now, I know that he played first grade, Klepp. I'm just going to see how many games he played because he's sort of flown, has flown under my radar a little bit. I'm sure I'm sort of 
shoulder shooting a blank, remembering his career a little bit. But did play a fair whack of first grade from memory. How many games did he play? 32 games. Then went over to the Super League and played 72 games there. So 100 games across the NRL and the Super League. Pretty damn good knock there. 100 games on the dot. Uh, only for, played for Parramatta, North Queensland, and Manly in the NRL. I forgot about the Manly days. He was there for a while there, two or three years. So yeah, pretty successful year to play 100. A pretty successful career to play 100 games is a very, very good knock. Let's have a look at the Parramatta Eels starting lineup for 2014. Jared Hayne at fullback, who went on to win the Dalian Medal that year. Justin Hunt, Jacob Loco, Will Hopawade, and Semi Radraja was their back five. Pretty impressive there. Justin Hunt, I forgot about Justin Hunt, real quality player. Corey Norman in the six. Chrissy Sando in the seven had a cracking season for Parramatta that year. Tim Manor, Nathan Peets, Fui Fui Moimoy, Lee Mossop in the back row, Kalepi in the back row with him, and then Darcy Lussick in the 13. On the bench, David Gower, Penny Terrapo, Kaiser Pritchard, and Mitchell Allgood. How good was Kaiser Pritchard? Funny story about this Eels 2014 team. I actually watched them really closely because I got to... That was the first year that I won my Supercoach draft competition. And I remember I my first pick, I went Jonathan Thurston. Everyone went, whoa, don't know about that. Then my second pick, I went Jared Hayne. Everyone went, whoa, what are you doing? Um, of course, they both won the Dalian medal that year. It was crazy. And I also had Chris Sando. So I had a very, very entertaining year uh, that season. Yeah, that one was highlighted by the return of Will Hopawate to the NRL. All right, our next club is the Penny Panthers. Picture of Jamie Soward as the headline there. He'd returned from England. Phil Gould had lured him back to the Penny Panthers. He did a cracking job there as well. Their gains. Jamie Soward, a premiership winner. Brent Kite, a premiership winner. Got Kevin Aguama. Elijah Taylor, been over in England for a couple of years now. Tyrone Peachy, Sean Spence, and Peter Wallace they got from the Brisbane Broncos, who turned out to be a cracking signing. Still part of their system now, I believe, Peter Wallace, or at least was last year. So some really good gets there from the Panthers. Some losses. Blake Aceford, uh, Blake Austin, sorry. A very young Blake Austin. He went to the West Tigers. Cameron Seraldo retired. He's obviously the next big coach in the NRL now. Lachlan Coote moved to the Cowboys. Danny Galear went overseas, as did Mossy Masseau when it's St. Helens. And, of course, we know how that finished for Mossy. I hear that he's doing pretty well now, though, so we do wish him all the very best. Clint Newton made his way back to Newcastle. Travis Robinson jumped on the bike again, went to the Melbourne Storm. Luke Walsh, Newcastle Jr., who arrived at the Panthers, did very well there. He went to St. Helens. And Kyle O. O'Donnell, a young gun that I thought was going to be a real star. He made his way down to the nation's capital. Now, their young gun, and this is where it gets interesting with these young guns, pretty much all of them from now on are really relevant. This one, Bryce Cartwright. Now, funnily enough, I actually found a 2013 preview as well, and uh, every single club had a different young gun for 2013 and 2014, except the Penrith Panthers. Both years, two years in a row, their young gun was Bryce Cartwright. Barely 19, Cartwright is already a powerhouse. So promising that he occupied this name, young gun position for the Panthers in <laughs> Rugby League Week's summer special last year. Shocked me. I hadn't actually read that yet. Big, tough, yet sublimely skilled second row Cartwright was a member of the under-20s team that won the 2013 title. Penrith Captain Kevin Kingston describes him as having a massive amount of talent, adding the sky's the limit for Bryce. He's big enough already, but he's going to fill out even more over the next couple of months. I've always said I think Bryce Carwright was the best talented junior I've ever seen. You talk to guys that played against him in the junior grades, he was just, he was a cheat code. And like, we sort of throw that term around a lot, but he honestly, he could play Harold Matt's SG ball or under 20s and he'd be just as dominant in all of them at the same age. He was an absolute freak. One of my mates, Nick, who joins me for the hijack, he tells a story 
story that when he was playing Howard Matz, Bryce Carwright was the same age as him. And, um, or maybe it was SG Ball. I think it was SG Ball. And sometimes Bryce would play SG Ball. Sometimes he'd play under 20s. And you wouldn't really know until the Penrith Panthers got off the bus. So Nick was playing for Newcastle. So the Panthers bus used to arrive and they used to sit there and watch the team get off the bus and wait until the very last player. And then if they counted, you know, 18, 20, whatever the cap was, and Bryce Carr wasn't one of them, they knew they'd win. But if they saw Bryce get off that bus, they, they knew they were in some serious curry. Absolute freak as a young bloke, Bryce Cartwright. All right, let's have a look at their team. Matty Moylan at fullback now. The Cronulla Sharks doing great things. Joshy Mansour now at the South Sydney Rabbitohs. The centres were Brad Ty and Dean Varde. D- David Simmons on the wing. The six, Isaac John Ice partnered with Jamie Soward, who came back from England that year and had a cracking season. Timmy Grant and Brent Kite up front with Kevin Kingston in the nine. The back row was... Lewis Brown, Sikamanu, and Elijah Taylor in the 13. Sam McKendry, James Seguiaru, um, Matt Docker, and Nigel Plump. Jeez, Docker. And Plum on your bench. Fuck, that would have caused some damage. Seguiaro could slap too, just quietly. That is a pretty that's a pretty decent side. Now, I think that team actually did all right. I think they went reasonably deep into the finals. I could be wrong. I think that was when they took that really young side uh, and they had a really good whack at it. Where did they finish, Penrith? Yeah, they finished fourth overall. And I think that Jamie Soward, he was one of the signings of the year. Having a, Soward had, had a similar impact on that team to what like a Chad and what a Adam Reynolds did to the Broncos and the Cowboys this year. I think they went to... A semi-final where they beat the Roosters 21-20. Jamie Sauer kicked the match-winning field goal, set up a couple of tries, unreal stuff. All right, now there's a couple of photos here that I'll just have a look at and talk you through the ones that I see. We have a picture here of Anthony Minicello after the 2013 grand final where they won that comp. Sensational scenes. A couple from the South Sydney Rabbitohs preseason. We have a picture of Timmy Manor uh, at the first Johnny Manor Cup after his uh, brother unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago. Great image of Sonny Bill Williams holding up the trophy at the end of the 2013 grand final. Cowboys in a huddle with Graham Murray up on the screen. He unfortunately passed away in the year leading up to this. Mars, what a coach. Sensational stuff. One of the great rugby league men. Uh, we have a picture of Willie Mason and Rhea Hargraves. An old Willie Mason, a young Rhea Hargraves, uh, standing toe-to-toe to, with, with, with a bit of a death stare going on. Got a picture of the great Mahe Fanua. I think he's over in England, still doing really good things. Mahe returned to the West Tigers for a little bit, but I think he did go back. Um, some other images. What have we got? Cecil Wonga getting a bit of physio done. Another picture of Sonny Bill after a game. Um, there's a picture here of Sonny Bill Williams. This was obviously his first year back in the NRL. A number of signs that were held up during this season saying, welcome back, Sonny Bill Williams. We don't forget all that sort of stuff. SBW spelt with a cash symbol and everything. It was pretty wild that time. Another picture here of Bo Ryan holding uh, up a, a sign after a game. Bring back Flano. Obviously, Shane Flanagan was found himself in a bit of curry that year. Jonathan Thurston holding up uh, the All-Stars trophy after the Indigenous team won at the start of 2013. Maybe it's 2014, actually. I can't see the date on it. Uh, we have the great Paul Gallon punching Nate Miles square on the chin. Another cracking scene there. And then another good one, Greg Inglis, uh, just sitting on the field on his own, looking pretty dejected after the South Sydney Rabbitohs were knocked out of the 2013 final series. I believe they got beat by the Chooks, I think it was. Um, and yeah, interestingly enough, they would come back the next year and win it. A couple of other images here. What have we got? Uh, we've got West Tigers. We've got Robbie Farrer and Benji Marsh. I think that was their farewell games uh, for the West Tigers before they both moved on in other directions. Uh, we've got Danny Badiris, his retirement game for the Newcastle Knights. Got the home plane. Obviously had a huge season that year. 
Some of the Dragons boys that retired in 2013 as well, some of the premiership winners, Matty Cooper, Nathan Fien, Michael Wayman, champion players. Uh, got pictures, uh, no, a few more pictures of the South Sydney Rabbitohs preparing for the season. Benny Barber down with injury. Queensland Maroons with their trophy. Blake Ferguson and Josh Dugan meeting up. Uh, Fergo representing the Canberra Raiders. Josh Dugan, he'd already moved and gone to the Dragons. Them embracing each other after the game where they played each other. Uh, you've got the New South Wales Blues. The Blutchy Blues, a picture of their wigs just sitting on the floor of the stadium. Uh, the four Burgess boys getting interviewed after that game. They all played together. Trent Robinson wearing the Gatorade after the premiership. Wayne Bennett in his all in his Newcastle Knights kit, sorry, uh, getting embraced by fans there, and another picture of Matty Bowen with his family after he left. Jeez, I was sad to see him go. Matty Bowen, what a champion player! Yeah, heap of images here. A few international ones. We had a World Cup in 2013, obviously. She had Tonga in Italy, uh, the Cook Islands, New Zealand. A couple of really good images there. And the last image before we get back into the teams. Interesting, Isaac Luke with his arm around uh, Reggie the Rabbit, who I believe would retire that year. And then 2014, uh, they won the comp the next year. And, of course, Isaac Luke, he wouldn't be able to play in that game and he would be on the sideline with the Rabbitohs mascot. So uh, pretty crazy one there to look back on. Speaking of Rabbitohs, they are the next team up. Let's have a look. Now, you've got to remember, this team uh, won a comp in, what, 12 months' time, eight months' time after this was uh, written. So pretty interesting. The quote here, Madge gave me the vibe that it wasn't just a two-year contract. Thanks and goodbye. It was about extending my footy career. I believe that's from Joel Reddy, who was in this squad. Now, their gains... Really interesting that they didn't gain too many guys. They didn't actually gain anyone that featured in the grand final. Joel Reddy, Joe Picker, Chris Grevesmore. So everyone was already in the squad. Pretty crazy. Some of their losses were huge. For them to win a comp this year after losing Roy Satasi, Mick Crocker, Andrew Everingham, who was killing it for the Bunnies, Dylan Farrell, Justin Hunt, Matt King, he retired, Jeff Lehman, Nathan Peets, Josh Starling. Some pretty quality talent in that side, and they still managed to win the comp later this year. Now, the young gun. And this is a really interesting one because it's obviously a superstar of our game now. Cam McInnes enjoyed a stellar 2013, taking both the under-20s player player and the best and fairest awards, uh, making the MYC team of the year. It's why former Rabbitohs MYC coach Grant Jones believes the 19-year-old Botany Rams Jr. is on track to excel in the NRL next season. I think Cameron will definitely play some first grade in 2014, says Jones, who will be the club's recruitment manager next season. He's an ideal interchange player who can play a bit of nine and cover luck. Locke, he is an 80-minute player, extremely fit and tough. Perfectly summarising Cam McInnes, obviously at the Cronulla Sharks now doing great things. Had to leave South Sydney Rabbos because of Isaac Luke, Damien Cook, these sort of guys, but a champion player. Alright, let's have a look at this South Sydney side because it looked pretty different by the time we got to grand final night. You had Greg Inglis on the wing, you had Nathan Merritt who didn't, sorry, Greg Inglis at fullback, Nathan Merritt on the wing who didn't feature in the grand final. Bryson Goodwin in the centres with Dylan Walker. Joel Reddy on the other wing. So neither of the wingers in their predicted preseason team were in it come grand final night. Luke Keery at six, Adam Reynolds at seven, Sam Burgess up front with Ben Lowe, Isaac Luke in the nine, uh, Ben Tell and Chris McQueen in the back row with Johnny Sutton wearing jersey 13, George Burgess, Tom Burgess, Tom Leroy Lars, and Dane Tilts on their bench. So a heap of changes to that team by the time they got to the grand final. I, did, I completely forgot Tom Leroy Lars was even at uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs that year. So pretty crazy. I think he might have actually left during the season. I could be wrong. But yeah, wild. The South Sydney Rabbitohs went on to win that 
comp that season. Let's have a look at the next team. It's the St. George Illawarra Dragons. A couple of big gains here. Gareth Widdop arrived from the Melbourne Storm, who would go on to define this franchise for a couple of years there. Sammy Williams from the Raiders. Mike Cooper, Dylan Farrell, Matt Grote, Peter Matayutai, Joel Thompson, who was a really good signing. And Michael Witt also came back from England to represent the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Uh, their young gun was Craig Garvey. Still see him around uh, the South Sydney area occasionally. Not too sure what he's up to nowadays, though, Craig Garvey. We'll read that one to you. The Maroubra product played two NRL games in 2013, has the ability to establish himself as the backup hooker, according to Dragons Premiership winner and under-20s coach Dean Young. I see him being a good backup to Mitch Rain because he has the talent and he's a great trainer, and I definitely think he has a big future in front of him, says Young. He was the captain of the under-20s last year, so he has a mature head on his shoulders and he has plenty of pace. A great work ethic and some really nice skills, so there is no reason why he won't be in Steve Price's plans for next year. Great little right there by Mark St. John. Yeah, Craig Garvey, I really thought he, he could have been a real star in the NRL. Didn't quite kick on. I wouldn't say his career was unsuccessful, uh, but I probably thought he'd do a little bit more than what he did, Garvey. Very, very talented. So whenever I see him now, he looks like a um, piece of art. Very tattooed up. But everyone in the NRL community seems to love Craig Garvey that's played with him and whatnot. All right, let's move to their best 17, the St. George Illawarra Dragons, heading into 2014. Uh, at fullback, Josh Dugan. On the wings, Brett Morris and Jason Nightingale, still two premiership winners there. Different centre pairing, Dylan Farrell and Joel Thompson, who, of course, would go on to play many games in the back row for the Dragons, then move uh, to the Manly Seagulls. 5'8", their prior signing in Gareth Widdop. And in the seven, another one of their good signings, Sammy Williams, uh, who retired a couple of weeks ago. Great career for Sam. Obviously, Tim Williams, he joins us on beers and break-evens every week. Uh, Dan Hunt and Jack Stockwell up front with Mitchie Rain in the nine. A young Jack DeBellin, partner Ben Cray in the back row, and the big fella Trent Merrin locked to the scrum in Jersey 13. On the bench, Leeson Armour, Bronson Harrison, Mike Cooper, and Adam Quinlan. Adam Quinlan, I was having a conversation with someone about him the other day. I think he's coaching uh, down the south coast. Leeson Armour, very solid player. Bronson Harrison, too. I never, I felt like he never really achieved his full potential. All right, let's move to the Rooster sides. Their gains for this season. No one huge. Remy Casty, Heath Lestrange, an interesting one from the Dragons, though. Jackson Hastings is obviously in the headlines recently, and he is their young gun, Jackson Hastings. Let's read that one. The versatile Australian schoolboy is the son of former Roosters Hall of Famer inductee Kevin, uh, and his skills and temperament has the skills and temperament to see the NRL. Jackson is a wonderfully talented young prospect who can play in the halves at hooker or at fullback, making him an asset to any squad, says recruitment manager Peter O'Sullivan. As we know, he hails from a proud rugby league legacy, but in saying that, Jackson is his own man, and we look forward to watching him develop on and off the footy field. Now, it didn't end overly well for Jackson at the Roosters, then went to the Manly Seagulls, and it ended even worse. He's since gone to England, now has returned. I mentioned Bryce Cartwright being an absolute freak as a junior. Jacko was fucking incredible as well. We've obviously, obviously had him on the podcast a, a couple of times this year and whatnot, so good to see him back on the straight and narrow and being very successful. I got distracted there. The losses of the Roosters, Martin Ketty, Adam Henry, Jack Bosden, and Naif Seljewini. Uh, let's have a look at the Sydney Roosters. So this was their 17 in 2014. They were obviously defending a premiership that they won in 2013, so everyone was coming after them. Minicello at fullback, Daniel Tupu and Roger Tuovasa-Shek on the stings, Michael Jennings and Sean Kenny down the centres, James Maloney at six, Mitch Pierce at seven. What a back line. Up front, Rhea Hargraves and Sam Moa with Jakey Friend in the nine, Aiden Guerra and SBW in the back row. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. With Boyd Corden locking the scrum in Jersey 13. On their bench, Daniel Mortimer, Mitch Alberson, Frank Paul Nuasala, and Luke O'Donnell. Very, very talented side. This Roosters team, that 2013-2014 Roosters, they were incredible. All right, let's move to the New Zealand Warriors. Two clubs left. We've got the Warriors and the Tigers. The Warriors, their gains for this season. Jason Bakuya, Chad Townsend from the Cronulla Sharks. So they got Bakuya and Chad Townsend from the Cronulla Sharks, and then they would return within two years to win a comp for Cronulla. Pretty wild. But the big signing this year was Sam Tompkins from the Super League. I'd watched him for a number of years over here, over there, absolutely tearing it up, looking like he was going to dominate the NRL. Didn't quite come to fruition, unfortunately, uh, at the New Zealand Warriors for Sammy Tompkins. Still a very talented player. I think he's actually still playing over there in England. I could be wrong, but I think he is. Uh, the young gun, though, one one guy that's gone on to have a pretty damn good career in the NRL. I think he's over in England now. David Fusatua. Fusatua is a product of the Marist Saints in Auckland, and his under-20s coach, John Ackland, believes the 19-year-old flyer possesses all the attributes needed to make it in the NRL. Spot on, John. The former junior Kiwi scored 11 tries in the NYC last season, averaged a squad high 143 metres per game. David is a hugely talented outside back. He is big enough, quick enough, and skillful enough at a young age and should definitely play a bit of first grade, says Acklin. He could play wing and a bit of fullback in the NRL at this early stage, but he has the ability to develop into an excellent center down the line. Yeah, he had a pretty... I think he's over in England now for still, but he was great for the Warriors for a very, very long time. Now, the Warriors, they're 17. Actually, I, I don't think I mentioned their losses. So they lost Todd Lowry to the Broncos. Russell Packer, he left. Steve Rapira, Elijah Taylor, Billy Tupu. Uh, all these guys left the New Zealand Warriors that season. Let's have a look at their predicted 17 heading into 2014. Sam Tompkins at fullback. Manu Vatavai on one wing. Dan Nielsen on the other side. Uh, their centers were Conrad Harrell and Nigel LaPampe, who I believe went on to play for the All Blacks. I could be wrong there. Maybe I've got my guys mixed up. Kevin Locke was named in the sixth jersey. He was expected to play 5'8", which is an interesting one. He was going to partner SJ, Sean Johnson, uh, Ben Madalino, and... Uh, Matagi were going to be the front rowers with Nathan Friend in the nine jersey. The back rowers, Jason Bakuya and the club stalwart, Simon Mannering. 13, one of my favorite players ever. I used to love watching him do his thing for Letty Mateo. On the bench, Jacob Lilliman, Ben Henry, Thomas Lulawai, and Sam Rapira. Ben Henry, what a player he was. Didn't quite kick on, but he had all the ability in the world, Benny Henry. All right, let's have a look at the last team, the West Tigers. So heading into 2014, I think they had a heap of young guns that had just come through. There's a picture here of Nathan Brown, Kyle Lovett, David Nofaluma, Mitch Moses, and Luke Brooks, all these young guys that they were going to build around over the next few seasons. Let's have a look at their young gun. They picked Kyle Lovett out of all these guys, interestingly enough. You could probably argue he's been the least successful out of those five, but still played a fair whack of first grade Kyle Lovett. Tough as nails. Thought he wasn't born when Wayne Pierce, though he wasn't born when Wayne Pierce retired, Lovett counts the Balmain legend among his inspirations. I read his book three times, says Lovett. He was way before my time, but he motivated me, and so did my old man. I wouldn't be here without my old man, Todd. Todd Payton says, Lovett is a real level-headed kid. 
He's professional and the guys respect him for it. He's got some, some skill, a good pass on him. He's a good kid. Love it. Loves the professionalism of first grade. All of our trainings are down pat. Our nutrition, there are trainers for weight, skills, cardio. It's great to be a part of. Kyle Lovett, one of the good guys in rugby league. A lot of people, uh, everyone I talk to that's had anything to do with him, big fan of him. Let's have a look at their gains heading into that season. They gained Blake Austin uh, from the Penrith Panthers. Dean Hallitow. Keith Lulia from over there in England. Corey Patterson. Paddy Richards came back. Absolutely killed it, Pat Richards. One of the best. They signed Marty Tapao. He wouldn't stay there for too long, but he played some good footy there, Marty Tapao. And Buddy Gordon came from the Newtown Jets, played a bit of the Tigers. I think from memory, Buddy got in trouble on the first few days, actually. I think he might have signed into a guest book or something with, with, with a dodgy name and got shown the door. Their losses. Ashford, Matt Grote, Benji Marshall. That was the year he went to the Auckland Blues. Crazy. Eddie Pettiborn, Joel Reddy, Brendan Santy, Sean Spence. Lottie Takiri went to Rugby Union and Maddie Bell went up to Burley. All right, let's have a look at their 17. Well, their expected 17 heading into round one. Teddy at fullback. Jeez, I sometimes forget Teddy was at the Tigers. I'm sure you Tigers fans don't forget. David Nofaluma on one wing. Paddy Richards on the other side. Your centers, Chris Lawrence and Timmy Simona. Tim Moulton at six. What a player Tim Moulton was. Tim Moulton with Luke Brooks at seven. So you could see here Luke Brooks was just in front of Mitch Moses as far as everyone's expectations. Aaron Woods and Keith Galloway up front with Robbie Farrow in the nine. Liam Fulton and Adam Blair in the back row with Curtis Sirenen, son of Paul Sirenen, locking the scrum in the third. The interchange bench, Dean Hallitow, Marty Tapao, Brayton Astor, and Sam Anafanai. I forgot Brayton Astor was still there at that point, coming off the bench. Didn't end overly well for Braith at the West Tigers. I think he did his best work before his time arriving there at the Tigers. Guys, thanks for joining us. We did do part one. It was the previous podcast to this one, so if you'd like to go and have a listen to that, please do. Uh, really cracking listen. If you like going back through this old school sort of stuff with the magazines and whatnot, I think you'll really enjoy part one, going through the eight other teams.